0: Welcome to Cedefop's Skill Skillset and March podcast. I'm Panos Polyzoidis. Digitalization has been talked about a lot in recent decades and the European Union countries and businesses have been implementing it and preparing for the next steps. But it was the unforeseeable circumstances created by the coronavirus pandemic that really gave traction to the process, forcing organizations and individuals to adopt digital practices at a much more rapid pace than ever anticipated before. This trend has been affecting the economy, therefore also the world of education and vocational training, as digital skills need to be taught to learners and digital tools need to be employed in the educational process. This June, as the European Year of Skills is underway, Cedefop has organized a joint symposium alongside the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, which brought together about 100 researchers, policymakers, social partners and practitioners from around the world. Its aim, to examine how the digital transition interacts with a vocational education and training institution that is centuries old, namely apprenticeships. To discuss this, I am now joined by Marike der veya Senior Policy Analyst at the OECD, and our very own Mara Brugia, CEDEFOB's Deputy Director. Welcome and thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, great to be here. Hi, thank you for inviting us.
0: Let me begin with you, Mara, as you were the host of the symposium. Talk to us about it. Why did about 100 people gather to discuss
1: what? Well, this symposium on apprenticeships and the digital transition was the third event that uh, SADEFOP and the OECD organized together to discuss how apprenticeships are challenged by and respond to external megatrends. And once again, the theme of our event is very timely because it ties in with the uh, European Year of Skills, which was launched uh, just a month ago, and its specific focus on digital and green skill technology. And uh, this joint event uh, gave us an excellent opportunity, I believe, to get insights uh, in the various links and interactions between uh, apprenticeships and the digital transition. Insights from, from research, from the work of international and European organizations, the social partners, and from other uh, actors close to the grassroots level.
0: Marike, what were the main outcomes of this symposium in your view?
2: Well, we've learned a lot more about the digital transformation, both on the side of, of what the implications are of the, the changes in the labor market for apprenticeship, for their content, for the way they are designed, but also in terms of what tools we can use to make apprenticeship better. And we've learned from from various countries, from different types of researchers. So I think we really managed with this symposium to bring together new, innovative uh, research, uh, things that we didn't know yet, and and we're contributing to filling an important knowledge gap.
0: How do you view the OECD's cooperation with CEDEFOP in matters such as apprenticeships and VET?
2: Very important, in fact. We both work on this topic quite extensively and we learned during the symposium that in fact the work that we do is very complementary. Our messages reinforce each other, but we do different things. We have different ways of looking at things. We bring different countries together. We have different uh, networks of stakeholders. So we really reinforce each other and I think it's a a great collaboration that we've set up over the past uh, six years already.
0: Mara, from of side, the uh, value of uh, the cooperation with the
1: OECD? First of all, I couldn't agree more with uh, Marike and uh, we are really very grateful that we can collaborate uh, with the OECD on this apprenticeship symposia because uh, pooling uh, OECD's uh, global expertise and SedefOps EU-specific focus uh, adds value, for example, in terms of conceptual preparation. But also uh, joining forces means um, wider outreach This year, we discussed 13 research papers from Europe, from the United States, from Canada, China. And so this shows that um, reflections on what digitalization means for apprenticeships are uh, relevant around the globe and and also shows that uh, our cooperation is, uh, no doubt, a win-win for all.
0: Let's go to the subject matter now. Digitalization and apprenticeships. Is it about helping apprentices develop digital
1: skills? Is it about engaging digital techniques to help them learn? This is, in fact, a very interesting question and actually it's both and and even more because uh, on the one hand, uh, digitalization calls for digital skills to be developed across apprenticeship occupations, for example, um, word processing, uh, spreadsheets or online communication tools. And it also requires uh, occupation-specific responses. And this includes uh, extending apprenticeships to the digital sector where uh, apprenticeships are often still not so strongly present. Let's think, for example, of 3D uh, art designer or data engineering or cybersecurity. But on the other hand, uh, digitalization uh, enhances the way uh, apprentices can learn. Think of simulations using business software, for instance, and it also supports, but also challenges, I would say, uh, access to apprenticeships and who teachers and in-company trainers uh, train, monitor and how they assess learning. So in fact, our symposium covered uh, both angles. This is why um, we believe that it offered apprenticeship stakeholders a really great uh, learning opportunity and also a space to um, reflect, as Marike was saying before, on the implications for different types of apprenticeships.
0: Marike, let me ask you for the global view. Do you think that there are imbalances around the world that affect future competitiveness of various regions around the world as opposed to others?
2: Well, digitalization is, is uh, happening around the world, and, and we see that we know a lot already about what digitalization means for the labor markets. There's a lot of research happening. But not at the same, same pace, right? No, exactly. Not at the same pace. Uh, we cover at the OECD mostly what we call developed countries, but there's still differences, even if you look between Europe. Latin America, there's big differences. And and of course, we can all learn from each other how we have been addressing those differences and what apprenticeship can mean. We're doing some research at the OECD, for example, on cybersecurity skills and and how to develop them and we look at um, we started with England now we're looking at Colombia so very different countries in in where they are in terms of what they've already achieved in cybersecurity but also in terms of what they have put in place for education and training programs We know that England has developed an apprenticeship program at various levels something that Colombia is now looking at Maybe, maybe that's also something we could consider so these differences between the countries, even if the challenges are similar, they're developing at different pace, they mean that we can all learn from each other, and that's what we've done at the symposium as well.
0: Would a less developed country make up for the uh, difference compared to developed countries or fall further back?
2: Well, we're all facing, facing the same uh, global challenges, but it's true that there need to be strong enabling environments to make sure that we can reap the benefits of digitalization that is coming. We see that uh, there are some huge digital divides in some countries, in all countries, but more so in developing countries. And if we want to make sure that they don't fall behind with digitalization, we need to tackle some of these basic things. Make sure that people have good connections. Make sure that people have basic, uh, solid basic digital skills. Because otherwise, you're absolutely right to say that the gap between countries could only become bigger.
0: Mara, could I ask you to draw up a very short list of the benefits that the digital transition could bring for employers, for learners, and also teachers, trainers, and providers?
1: First of all, Let me say that the digital transition is um, no doubt um, what I would define a game changer for apprenticeships and apprentices. Uh, On the delivery side, um, digital tools such as uh, simulations, uh, virtual reality, but also blended learning uh, approaches which combine uh, traditional classroom with online uh, learning are making their way into uh, apprenticeship provision. And this can help make the learning process even. more relevant, more engaging, efficient. For example, uh, virtual environments that complement what providers can offer but also afford uh, in a physical environment. And so the the digital transition uh, may also open apprenticeships to new sectors. There are several examples of companies in the digital sector which are eager to develop apprenticeship programmes, together with education and training authorities. And this means that they see at least some of the apprenticeship's key features as suitable to address the emerging labour market needs. And often this means even an expansion of apprenticeship provision to higher vocational education and training. And this, in turn, may help um, new types of learners and also more groups of people, both young but also m- more mature people, uh, consider apprenticeships an, an appealing, a fulfilling option. Uh, for example, by offering apprenticeships in occupations with a focus on soft uh, technical skills, such as design, uh, may attract more women to this, to this type of event. But also, traditional occupations that embrace digital training seem to become more appealing again to young learners.
0: Would you say that it's a bit of a paradox that such a traditional institution, perhaps the oldest vocational education and training institution, apprenticeships, has the characteristics to gain value from the most recent technological development, which is digitalization.
2: No, I think digitalization has an impact across all different types of learning. And because apprenticeship is formed or designed in a way that it's so close to the labor market, it has a lot of potential to be more responsive than other types of, uh, of, of training, other types of education. That's exactly where the strong point of apprenticeship sits with this digitalization and it can help learners develop the skills that employers need by going directly to the workplace it brings the employer close to the training provider so they can adapt curricula and at the same time and something maybe we don't talk about so much, it can also foster the digital transition. We're always talking about responding to the transition. But by bringing employers and training providers and learners together, this can create some kind of ecosystem that supports new innovations in different fields. So apprenticeship, yes, it's been around for many years, but because of its flexibility, it's linked to the world of work, it stays highly relevant.
0: Okay, now we have the bits and pieces that uh, can help apprenticeships work with the twin transitions, but we would need a strategy to achieve that, wouldn't we? What would be the main characteristics of such a strategy that would make best use of the unique features of apprenticeships in terms of furthering the twin transition?
2: It's absolutely right that it's not a given thing that the apprenticeship in itself will adapt and and will fulfill its important role. We'll need to make sure that those enabling conditions again are there, uh, that the system is flexible enough. We do know that in some countries it's, it's highly regulated, maybe too regulated to be responsive. We also know that teachers and trainers, and that came up a lot during the symposium, they need to have the right skills as well. So if they don't, the, the teachers in the in the vocational schools, the trainers in the companies, if they are not supported to develop green and digital skills, then it won't work. So there's certainly support needed and, and some higher level guidance and strategic vision, as you say, to make, it, make sure that apprenticeship can play their, their important role.
0: Mara, the um, main guidelines for such a strategic
1: policy? First of all, I think that our joint symposia um, help a lot, as Marike was saying, to to understand the the great potential, the relevance, and the importance of apprenticeships to help develop. Um, also quickly and in, in in a very reactive way, uh, the skills people and business uh, need to shape and adapt to the twin transition. But mind you, because this uh, does not come without challenges. Uh, just think of the growing platform economy, for instance. And as we know, um, partnerships and strategic alliances among different actors and interest groups are really crucial to making the twin transition work. And so to tackle uh, skill needs and skill gaps, we need these partnerships at all levels. And it is especially stakeholder involvement and cooperation, which is a key feature of apprenticeships uh, with a particular role uh, for the social partners, employer and employee representatives uh, alike. So I would conclude perhaps that um, apprenticeships have really a a great potential to support the skill formation um, accompanying the digital and the green transition. And as long as they continue to offer a platform for social dialogue, a platform for uh, cooperation between the different stakeholders, uh, I believe that their relevance for uh, the twin transition will no doubt remain undisputed. Right, that's all we have time for.
0: Thank you very, very much for taking the time to join us here today.
2: Thank
1: you. Thanks to you.
0: That was Marike van der Veer, Senior Policy Analyst at the OECD and CEDEFOP's Deputy Director, Mara Brugia. We'll be back with more on vocational education and training, skills and qualifications. Until then, you can listen to our podcasts on our website, cedefop.europa.eu, and all major podcast platforms. And follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Goodbye. (laughs)